Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping The Challenge, Season 36, Double Agents, Episode 2, Dive Another Day. Ooh. So now I'm realizing that we're, we're seeing the second title for the second episode of the uh of the 36th season of the challenge double agents right we have this whole espionage uh spy motif the first uh episode was named licensed license to killer cam yes this episode dive another day yes what are they james bond movies right do you think that they have enough james bond titles to go through this entire season hmm, there's gotta be take a guess i'm gonna say yes you're right because there's 26 James Bond movies. There so you go. there's not going to be 26 episodes of this show. So it'll be interesting. We can uh let's see Dr. No, that was the first uh, first um uh James Bond movie. And I bet they changed that to Dr. No in O as in someone saying no, I don't want to go home or something like that. Oh, I was trying to see if we can Dr. I thought maybe Dr. Nom. <laughs> oh, that could be fun. <laughs> That's not very good. What about Goldfinger? What's That's that going right. to be? Um that would be Nelly Finger. <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting because I'm, you know, they must have told the challengers that it's going to be like James Bond stuff because this episode, and we'll talk about when we get to it, is the second episode in a row of the two episodes that we've actually seen aired where somebody says double O and then their name in an interview and in a clunky way. But we'll talk about it. Yeah, the producers are definitely going, if you were James Bond, what would your name be? Yeah, right. Um, okay, you know what, Ash? Let's not waste any time. Other than telling these people that they're great, thank you for listening to us and sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows for two bonus episodes a month at and, $5 a month. And rate us five stars because your kind comments really keep this train yeah. going down the track. Capital K kind, folks. We want yeah. kindness, yeah. especially in 2021. We all need kindness, right? It's true. Okay, Ash, let's jump into it. This episode starts with an old fashioned recap of last week's episode. I won't spend much time talking about it, but here are the the uh, points that need to be addressed. One is that there is something going on with Cam and CT. You know, she wanted to be his partner. He brushed her off. Um, Anissa and Fessy became partners. And then we see the deliberation house talk where CT is kind of saying like, hey, we don't really want to make big moves yet. You know, we see Natalie from Survivor, our beloved Natalie, sending Ashley Millionaire Mitchell home. And then we see TJ asking Natalie, do you want to stay with your partner? Big cliffhanger, big cliffhanger for this episode. And thank goodness we start right back where we left off. Okay, we're down there in the crater. Um, we we see Natalie standing there with Wes and TJ and CT. We get an interview from Big T. Big T's our first interview of this episode. And basically she's just saying like, wow, we can switch partners. That changes the game. She just reminds us what's going on here. Right. Um, everybody's freaking out in the crater. All the challengers are freaking out. Like, what's Natalie going to do? We get an interview with Natalie where she says, I can feel Wes losing it. Like, you know, even, you know, she's like, I can feel him freaking out right next to me. And and you see him. He's kind of staring straight ahead. Yeah, he's seeing his challenge hopes possibly go out the window if Natalie decides to trade partners. And also, we do not know what that means for Wes at this point. 
Yeah. Does that if, mean he goes home? Does that mean he, uh, somebody else assign? you know, does he take the other person's partner? I mean, us, the audience, we have no idea, and neither do the challengers at this moment. I mean, this stuff is getting unfurled step by step, slowly, just like we, the audience, is learning. And Natalie says, even if the double agent was up for grabs, so she's saying, even if Fessy was up for grabs, I'd stick with this guy. And then Lolo in an interview is like, you are not seeing the bigger picture, okay? You are in an elimination right now because of him. TJ looks at CT and he goes, hey, now, you are a rogue agent. And Nick and I are like, what the hell does that mean? Like, what's going on here? He's just a guy. He's a floater in the house. Right. Um, which is really funny because immediately after that, we get an interview from Leroy being like, what is going on? Right. And, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to, I mean, everybody finds out what that means in a second. But I, I do want to make a comment about the fact that Natalie did stick with Wes. Ashley, what do you think? Why do you think she stuck with Wes? I mean, clearly she's played enough of these elimination style games to read the room to see that possibly the targets are on their back and that Wes makes her target maybe a little bit bigger. Or do you think she doesn't see that? What do you, what do you think happened here? I think she knows what's up, but I think she's also aware. She's not someone who's going into the show not doing their homework. You know what I mean? And I think, once again, looking at D, uh, Wes's last partner, who was a rookie, went on to win a challenge. So I think she sees this as a learning opportunity with Wes. I think she gets along with Wes. I think that's really important. They work well together. She's already like feeling a good partner vibe with him. And I think that she knows that Wes has the capability to flip the house at some point. So she, I think she's saying, hey, it might not be the safest bet, but it's the one my gut's telling me to go with. What do I, you think? I agree. I agree. I think there's also one extra element to it, and it may actually just fall into gets along with Wes. I think she's eyeing up everybody else, and I bet you Wes and her are the same age. Mm-hmm. And I bet you she's like, you know, I'm not too sure if I'm going to want to work with somebody who's like 26 years old. Totally. Um, and yeah, they might be like strong as bull, but strong like bull. But, uh, you know, I just don't know that we're going to I'm going to be able to connect on a level with this person where I'll be able to work with them in a comfortable manner. And I think Wes and Natalie are probably very close in age. And I bet you that helps a lot in a weird. Can you imagine? I mean, you and Natalie are the same age, right? Yeah. Can you imagine being thrown into the... I mean, you'd have fun, but like, you know, there are people out there who are just like really, really, really in their 20s. Like, you know, and it's... I would love it. It, it would be fun, <laughs> but like to work as on a in a partnership, it might... It, it might, would be taxing. Yeah, it might be taxing and, yeah. and it might make you a little extra nervous for certain things. I just wouldn't trust trust them. I right. mean, if imagine being partnered up with Joseph, for example, who seems incredibly immature. We will get to Joseph. Sure. As this um, as this train goes down. Yes, it's all going to be train metaphors today. And we are going choo-choo down the track. Now, listen, here is the thing. I just want to piggyback off of that. They're close in age, but we've also seen them have talks together where they're able to speak the same language about A, knowing their capabilities in the house, B, being on a show, and C, like strategy. So they're meeting on an intellectual level, which I think is really important. Um, so after we get the Leroy interview, who is just sort of saying what we're saying, he's speaking for the audience, what's going on? TJ says um, to CT, the next elimination will determine your partner. And then he tells the rest of the challenge cast, there's only nine skulls left. Back at the house, immediately, CT asks Cam um, how she's doing. He like pops his head into the bunk 
And he's like, hey, yeah. how you doing? And at this point, if, when he first did that, and he's uh, Cam is at her bunk, and uh, somebody else is in there with her. Josh. Josh is in there, too. Right? Her partner, Josh. Or I think Josh comes in. Right. He comes in he later. He comes in later, yeah. But he, um, he pops in just to kind of chat up uh, 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 Cam. Now, when this initially happened, I thought he was doing some, like, intimidation, like, I'm still here. You tried to get me out, but look who you didn't get out, you know? And, and, and I, I was like, oh, this isn't interesting. Like, is he going to start like tormenting the house now? But no, it was actually the exact opposite. He realized that Cam was responsible for putting him in, also reading the room that Cam might have a lot of pull in this house and just buttering Cam's biscuit. I mean, just trying to, you know, knowing that he's a free agent and knowing that eventually he may have a choice on who his uh, new teammate might be. Um, because I don't think we actually said this, did we? Mm-mm. Did we explain what happens with CT? Um, we, we said that he is a free agent and he's rogue and but then his that partner means, will be determined at the that. next elimination. Okay, so but- he, has, he has an entire episode to kind of... You know, there, there's some workability here at the bottom when you're when you're a free agent because it's uh, it means that you might be able to coax somebody to throw a challenge and convince the house to vote them in if it's a particular sex's day to go home uh, and then, you know, get rid of their partner that they don't like and trade up for a CT. And, you know, looking at Cam, seeing that Cam is with Josh, um, I think that CT sees this as I could probably get Cam to trade up for me because she wanted to go with me in the first place. And so it went from, oh boy, is CT intimidating Cam here in like a weird way? Yeah, I thought way? he was being like a little shit. Yeah, but like, oh, ins- how do you feel now? Instead, it was, he's intimidating Josh because Josh walks in and sees this like, you know, almost like a verbal shoulder rub of like, hey Cam, I'll be here. Just come talk to me whenever and just know that I made a dumb mistake mistake and i think you're great and uh also ct probably is seeing the fact that cam is is intertwined with the big brother crew and that might be beneficial to him um going forward so there's a lot here and uh, i kudos to ct for not going classic ct which is just punching a hole through a wall and saying like you're never gonna get rid of me and then drinking like a bottle of wine to his head yeah, he basically walks in there and he's like, hey, what's my best approach for coming back to you? Like, and Cam's like, well, you had a chance, but now look what happened. And he says, like, you know, I, he's like, I wouldn't turn my back on, I wouldn't walk away from you now, is basically what he says. And I got to be honest, the look on Cam's face is nothing but like blushing. Uh, she, she loves she it. She really took to this. And I think it was a great move on CT's part. I mean, but wouldn't you as well, if CT came crawling back to you, he's I would a charming be like, guy. he's charming. He's funny. Josh then po- um, pops his head in and he goes, this is interesting, which was once again, a funny Josh line. Love having Josh on the show. I know he's got a lot of haters out there. Specifically, it seems like the cast and production because this guy <laughs> can't take get a break editing wise, but um, we love him here. He says in an interview, I want to keep her as my partner as long as possible. Then we go to the guy's bunks kyle ct west they're talking um you know so they're talking about how ct can pick a new partner and kyle says like uh, don't you take don't you dare take nanny from um nanny from me sorry i live with a nanny yeah but also <laughs> kyle calls her nanny Oh, he does call her nanny. Yeah. yeah, he's he's like, don't you take, Um, he basically saying, don't take nanny from me. And CT is saying like, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CT was like, hey, no problem. 
<laughs> and then they both laugh maniacally. Yeah. Because I guess they're alluding to Nani not being somebody, not you know, people aren't coveting Nani. Yeah. In an interview, um, Wes says basically like they accidentally woke a sleeping giant and he's kind of talking about everyone in the house. Yeah. That brings us to like a little quick workout segment. We see the challengers kind of just lifting and running. And then we see Joseph, you might know him from America's Got Talent, doing what can only be described as weird little sit-ups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen these done, I guess. Um, Have you? Yeah, like where you're kind of like working one side of your abs. Um you know, I, I would say that um, the way that he's working out would probably be a lot different than the other guys in the house because the other guys in the house are really like... They're lifting. They're trying to bulk up, yeah. I think. And uh, these guys, I mean, he, this is really like a toning. This is <laughs> really like a little micro the, crunch. Like yeah. it almost looked like he wasn't even... It looked like the lazy man sit up is how I would describe it. Leroy's watching him. He's making fun of him. He tells him he's a special case. And then we get an interview from Big T who is questioning her decision to have him as a partner. And we saw a little of this last week when, when Joseph wasn't uh, connecting to anybody in the igloo-style uh, backyard club that they built. By the way, did you know that the club that they go to is in their backyard and they built it for them? It's very double shot of love. Don't know if you watched the um, Pauly D and Vinny uh, dating show, but they had a club connected to their house well, i think it was in the basement wasn't it Something it was like somewhere just because i guess they couldn't go out because they would get like hounded um right. by the paps but this is i'm guessing because of covid yeah sure so they've got a little party in the back so joseph's not really connecting to people um i wonder i i would imagine joseph probably doesn't party um yeah maybe that's the disconnect i mean he's also the new guy so he also um, seems really young like he gives yeah. me like young dude sure. vibes not um, a, not also not an athlete athlete anywhere else you know he's yeah. an american there's a lot of uh reasons that he may feel a little ostracized from the group and yeah right here he's getting a lot of shit from from the crew but you could tell that leroy is goofing on him and that they have had an agreement already where it's like oh we're kind of buddies so um like he doesn't seem to take that to heart and they kind of laugh together about it so. i think leroy's the best and i want to be friends with him yeah leroy's fantastic he would be such a good I just imagine you have a lot of good times. So in an interview, Joseph says, um, I'm still learning this game as a rookie. And we're like, yes, duh, obviously. Um, and then we see Nicole, Na uh, Nani, and Cam talking in the bunks about if they would switch their partners. And Nicole says, hey, like, what made you pick Kyle? And Nani's like, I don't know. And then in an interview, she's basically like, Kyle's not the other half of me. Like, I want something better. He's not right for me as a partner. Um, do you have anything to say about this? She also, in, in this interview, covets, I'm um, using that word again, but um, talks about uh, Josh and yeah. about how great Josh is as, as a partner. Um, and that reminded me of like their partnership on War of the Worlds 2. Yeah. Where uh, Josh really gave Nani a lot of confidence in that season, and she had a decent season there. I mean, of course, she got eliminated before the, uh, the, the final, but... Um, you could tell it went a long way to the point where I believe uh, she moved down to Florida and is like best friends with him now. Yeah. And she says in this episode, 
Like I need someone who can encourage me, who coaches me, who like believes in me and and also has that drive to win. And so I was thinking about, you know, yes, with Josh, but also her partnership with Johnny Bananas. I mean, that's really follows that sort of protocol. Like he coaches her. He has a desire to win. He believes in her. And same with Jordan, um, who's not on this season. Neither Jordan or Johnny are here. But I, I when she says this, I'm like, oh, Nani has a good idea, is self-aware of like what are her pros and cons are as a challenger. And it was just kind of refreshing because I find a lot of times these people don't have any idea what their strengths are. Um, thoughts on that? You just agree with me? Yeah, I agree. Then we see the guys working out. We have in an interview, um, Cam, talking about how hot Nam is. And this is like, this is a theme throughout this episode. Yeah, uh, Nam's chiseled body. I want to just tell you, my notes say, Cam interview talking about how hot Nam is. Wes interview talking about how hot Nam is. Jay interview, I need to be friends with Nam. Lo interview, Nam and I have chemistry. I mean, this was this whole segment. And it really is about, you know, Lolo, who is partners with Nam, is is beginning to catch a little bit of feelings for Nam. And in the interviews with Nam, he seems to be reciprocating, although we don't get to see that in the real world. He's not he he's he seems to be a little bit more guarded. And maybe it's the the language barrier in some ways um, where they're both not uh, on this exact same page. Um, which which is uh, is going to be a fun, I think, a fun subplot to this whole season is the romantic uh, journey between these two. Um, these two like killer athletes. What I okay, so what finishes this segment? The last interview here is um, with Nam. It's an interview, and he goes, "I think Lola likes me, and I like her too." So just you know, agreeing with what you're saying, yeah. but he's not really gushing about her in any way. I mean, she clearly has stars in her eyes and like birds flying around her head every time she talks about him. She's there's very much like a schoolgirl crush type feeling. Then we see the green light go off and on a wall in the deliberation room, I think it's the deliberation room, uh, uh, this neon sign starts flashing or something starts flashing that says challenge activated. And like the whole house, it's like clear that it is time for the challenge. And I just want to thank MTV producers for taking our note from last season. We didn't know you listened to the pod. We really appreciate your support. Um, <laughs> we'd love to do an MTV podcast. So if you like more <laughs> feedback from us yeah. to help your show, we are for hire. Absolutely. But this was a big note we had last season, which is that we learned there was like a siren about halfway in. And we were like, that should have been more of... Um, more that, prevalent. Yeah, that should have been introduced early. It's an interesting thing. We've never really seen it before before so props to you guys for um, making it so obvious this season so we get down to the challenge and tj tells us it's called ice spy and basically there's a um there's a boat out in this glacial water and you have to swim out to the boat grab an ice chunk bring it back to shore smash the ice block free the kill inside which is like um, a tube and then once it's free you have to place it in your enemy's station so everybody has a station there's three holes in their tube for kills to be put in this is kind of like a classic challenge um where you get to see who what social games are going on yeah. because it's basically spelling out like who's working with who in the house because a couple of teams could you know come together to take out one specific team and it just it played out in a, in a way that i thought was 
it was fun to watch. Yeah, it did. I actually didn't think it was going to reveal so much, but it ended up doing that. But yeah, as Ashley was saying, basically three kills and a team is out. So if three different teams put their little kill tubes in your station, you can no longer play you're in out. this challenge. You so have, you're out of the running for double agent. Something that uh, um, I thought was going to be a bigger point of uh, this challenge is how cold the water was, but you didn't really get much of that except for Michi seemed to seize up uh, and need uh, rescuing, and it did seem like Fessy rescued him yeah. out there. Um, but other than that, everybody else seemed to um, take to this uh, water like fish. I mean, they were wearing wetsuits, so I'm sure that helped a lot. But well, God, those waters some of them did. Water, the, the, the water must have been so cold. I found it interesting. Their faces seemed to be exposed to the water because they had full body wetsuits on, but their faces maybe they were ha- maybe they well, had goggles you... on and I didn't see it or yeah. something. But um, I found this to be very cool. I would have liked to do this. This was cool. I will say that this suffered for me in in what what we like to call in the biz coverage. I I didn't. Could not tell who who had what. I mean, because the editing was was done to, it was to, to tell chaotic. a story, but it was so chaotic, and there were so many people at this point in the show. I couldn't tell who was in the lead. I couldn't tell who's swimming. I didn't. Everybody's wearing the same wetsuit. You know, they used to have little colored shirts. You know, and you yeah. would know oh, the blue team, the maroon team, the the right. pink team. The there's everybody's in a wetsuit, and it's just like yeah, uh, it's hard, definitely <laughs> hard to tell who was who. I, I also found something interesting, like. I didn't understand if people like once you broke your kill and you put it into someone's tube, it did not seem like you could then just go out and swim to the boat and get another kill. It seemed like you had to wait till everyone's kill was placed in tubes and then do it again, which seemed very odd to me. And, you know, basically what you need to know from this challenge is at the very end, we had uh, a kind of um, a stalemate or or we had uh, a standoff because the only team that didn't have any tubes any kills in their station was fessy and anisa wait well, there's so much to cover in this i don't want you to skip to the end okay, okay. i just want right. to get into this so let me okay. go through go it and it. then you hold up your finger if you have a comment okay because okay? i took a lot of notes on this particular okay. one so it starts off with an interview from Big T basically saying, I'm waiting for Joseph to be unleashed. That's when TJ tells CT he can't play. And CT's like, what are you talking about? And TJ's basically like, you're not in this because you don't have a partner, which means that CT is safe from the male's elimination this week. And CT's like, okay, uh, well, I'm just going to take notes on the ladies. Because let's remember, he is thinking about who his future partner will be. There is a segment with Nicole who is worried that the ice is going to sink she doesn't seem to understand that ice floats i don't know who she's talking to i think it's wes, wes and natalie and, and wes and wes laughs in her face and he's, he's like, like haven't you ever drunk, put ice in a drink before mm-hmm. that was really funny um natalie in an interview was like i want this win and like it seems like natalie and wes have the upper hand here they're both incredible swimmers they're gonna win this i'm looking at this i'm like this is a swimming thing it's definitely natalie and Wes. Um, we see, um, so, okay, it takes off. Everybody runs into the water. They're all swimming. You know, Gabby's having some trouble. Her partner, Leo, is helping. Um, and then we all come back and we see Corey take his kill and walk up to Wes's um, station. And Wes tries to stop him. He's like, he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And Corey's like, hey, man, look behind me. There's a line coming for you. And sure enough, everyone is coming to Wes and Natalie's station. And they their whole uh, thing gets filled up almost immediately and they're out. 
Yeah, and this is a really disheartening for Wes, you can tell. I mean, he is pissed. Um, he's pissed. He's yelling at people. I mean, he's not being rude and calling women fat asses and stuff, but he, which would be classic old school Wes. But um, he is upset because you can tell uh, the writing is on the wall for Wes here. It's like, oh, my Lord, he's still he is low man on the totem pole. It was not a fluke from last week. People are going to eliminate him if they get the chance. Now, Wes knows this. Wes knows all the rules of the challenge. I mean, he even later mentions challenge protocol, and it is challenge protocol. Why put more blood on your hands? This person already went in. They came back from the from the challenge. You might as well throw them in, throw them into the crater again, because it's like, why are we going to piss off an extra team? So they got that going against them, plus the fact that they were originally from the start of this game public enemy number one as far as team goes based on how athletic Natalie is and how devious Wes can be so uh, at this point while he's standing in a wetsuit cold on a beach watching a line of every single other competitor on the beach putting their kill in his station he's realizing I'm fucking done and you can see it on his face. This is my whole game. A hundred COVID tests later, I'm in Iceland or wherever the hell they are, and I'm fucking done already. Um, it's tough, and I felt it too. I'm a West fan. I am a West fan. I don't necessarily need West to win the entire season, but I need West to pull strategic moves so that I get my kicks while watching this stuff. The way West plays... The challenge is the way I like to watch the challenge. So while he's standing on this beach with a thousand yard stare and fucking fire in his eyes, I am also sitting on my couch feeling the exact same way. So uh, it was a tough realization for me and Wes. I agree. I, I want to tell these challengers, like, I understand you want to get Wes out of the house, but for the love of the game, let him do his thing and entertain us for, you know, at least half a season. In an interview, Corey says the look on Wes's face right now, he looks so betrayed. That's when we learn that Nelson and Amber are out and then we get an interview from Nelson saying no one's putting it in Fessy Station. This is the first time it's brought to our attention. Has Amber had an interview yet? I don't think anyone knows who she is or what she's doing. Um, this doesn't bode well. This edit we're getting for Nelson and Amber does not bode well for Nelson down the line. I hope that he stays in for quite some time because he's also someone I like to um, make sure they have a chance to do their thing on the show. Um, that's when Wes starts screaming that um, Michi needs a medic. So I thought that was interesting that Wes is like, he's out. He's still paying attention. He's still watching everyone. It makes me love Wes. And then we see what you mentioned earlier, Fessy sort of bringing him back in. Um, Cam and Josh, their station gets filled up. Big T and Joseph filled up. Nicole and Devin out. That's when Natalie points out, again, no one has put one in Fessy's pillar. What is going on? Tori in an interview says this is all about politics. This challenge today, it's all about who is picking who, who's working with who. And that's when Devin in an interview says, I have never seen a more scared game than these people are playing. Kyle starts yelling. He starts freaking out. He's saying, this is the biggest pussy thing I've ever seen. No one's putting it in Fessy and Anissa's pillar. This is, you guys are all scared. Jay and Teresa are out. Gabby and Leo out. Um, Darrell puts it in Corey and Tori's poll, and I was like, hmm, 
hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if that's going to come back, if that's something that's going to be mentioned in the future, because why would they show that to us? Then we learn that Amber and Darrell are out, Casey and Leroy out, Corey and Tori out. That means Anissa and Fessy are winners. Anissa and Fessy, two challenges in a row, become the top dogs on this season of the challenge and they're kind of just standing there i mean anisa couldn't look more awkward sort of standing there with no kills in her totem pole or whatever it is uh the station and the pillar their pillar it's 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 good to win on the challenge as long as you can win every time and i see this as nobody putting anything in their pillar as a not a good sign for this team yeah I think it's too much of a target. It's too early to keep winning. Everybody knows now who the top dogs are, and that's bad when there's 500 people on the show. And not every one of them is in your pocket. Not everyone that is in your pocket currently will stay in your pocket. They don't want you to win. They want to win. You don't want to be numero uno right in the beginning. Right. Um, You know, there's some thoughts in my head at this point where I'm like, okay, I like Anissa a lot. I'm okay on Fessy. Um, I liked Fessy more last season in the beginning when he was a new guy trying to figure his way in the house and it was exciting because he was athletic and big and this was cool to have another one person like that on the show. As soon as I started to see the way that Fessy plays the game, I didn't really, I, I started to like him a little bit less. I I, uh, I find him to play a uh, tough, I, I just don't find, think he plays an exciting game at all. I think no, Fess you're right, is going 100%. to always just kind of look out for uh, himself. He's not going to ride for somebody and put his neck out on the line. I just don't see that. Um, and so when I'm seeing them standing on the beach, I'm going, okay, well, I think you've got, I think you guys peaked a little too early. And I think everybody else is looking at this team and going, okay, they're the top dogs. So I know that eventually I'm going to have to eliminate them when there's a million teams who's probably much better and suited to win this entire season that is nowhere near the top and that i mean no one's looking at lolo and nam you know what i mean i mean really we're not seeing any of that yet wild people try a little bit but we're not seeing any of that yet so here's the thing i 100 percent agree with you i think that fessy as a underdog is such a rootable character i mean he seems sweet he's silent he's good at what he does he he talks about his family a lot i mean this is just he's like um the perfect underdog right like he's sweet and he's wonderful as a top dog you're like well you're not that entertaining. You're not doing any sort of dickish top dog moves. And your silent thing with being a top dog is not as rootable for some reason. So they're all lined up. TJ's talking to him. He's like, wow, interesting. Hmm. No one targeted you guys, Fessy and Anissa. Um, you're the double agents again. TJ seems pissed. Uh, Fessy says it's a new era, TJ. And TJ says, like verbatim, it looks like everybody was so intimidated by you, they let you win. And then Fessy under his breath says, calm it down, calm it down. 
Um, I thought that was really interesting. He said, calm it down, TJ. Because what TJ's doing, TJ's putting that target hu- more huge. Now he's they're blowing up their he's spot. He's blowing up the whole thing. And Anissa's like, yeah, I guess we can wait a little bit till you cut. He, basically, what TJ said was like, cut him the checks now. Yeah. And then Anissa was like, well, you can wait till you cut us the checks. You don't have to cut them now. But, um, um, and you know, she's kind of like doing the sort of meme thing, where the, 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 the quiet meme thing with the two fingers staring down at her feet. Um, and, uh, you know, and Fessy is kind of doing that as well. They're both trying to shrink while being on, you know, the peak of a mountain right now with everybody looking at them. So not I, I would say not a good situation for this team to have not had anybody put any of the kills in their in their thing. Because everybody else, I mean, we get interviews from everybody else being like, yeah, let them get the blood on their hands. They're also being used here. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything out of winning other than not being able to get nominated. And if you're not at the bottom of the heap, then there's no problem losing. But then you got the unfortunate, you have to lop heads off. And when well, you, you lop head, heads off, we now know that somebody comes back whose head you tried to lop off. And it's it's not the greatest move strategically. Well, you get two things. You, A, get a chance to put yourself in and win a skull. So that's big. You get to stand up there and look at the crater and say, this is something I feel like I could do. Put me in, TJ. But you also get um, some information. And Anissa says this in an interview, basically like the fact that we get to see who everyone voted for, no one knows that we get that. And we are protecting the secret of the voting booth. Because after everyone has their quote unquote secret votes, then the double agents come in and they get to see who actually voted for who. And so they get to find out who's lying to them and who is not. So that's two pieces of things that they do get from being double agents and, and being safe, of course. Back at the back at the house. Kyle says to Wes, I'm warning you, you're probably going in. I mean, it really seems like everyone is gunning for Wes, especially after that challenge. As a viewer, I'm thinking it's Wes's number is up. Then we see Leroy, Nelson, Joseph, and Jay talking. And Joseph is saying, like, I want to make a statement. I want to get a gold skull. Like, I want to go in. And, and like, I think that if I asked Fessy to put me in, he would. And Nelson is like, why would any vet give you a gold skull? And then Leroy is just like, hey, man, if you're hungry, go eat. Put yourself in. Right. And, uh, I mean, he's basically saying, not trying to shoot this guy down, but also being like, yeah, better you than me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and yeah, Joseph, I'm not too sure what's going on here. I think there's um, a, a lot going on. I think he wants some status in the house. I also don't know that he wants to be here anymore. Yeah, so that I, could be I, it. I do think that it's like, okay, well, it's a win-win for me. Either I win and get a gold a gold skull, and now, and now I have a little clout in this house, and I feel a little bit more comfortable, or... I am uh, going to go home mm-hmm. and I'll be able to hang out in a hotel for a little bit and relax and do what I like to do and then go back to my to my family. So I don't know. It's um, I don't like uh, Joseph doesn't seem like a sympathetic character I want to root for on this show. And I don't know why. Um, I guess because he's got no discerning personality that we see on this show. So he just kind of seems quiet, shy and um a little standoffish. And so to me, I'm sure that's all anxiety and nerves. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't bode well f- for for a character on this show. No, so. it truly does not. That brings us to working out outside. Corey and Fessy are talking. And Fessy's saying to Corey, like, the only way I'm putting myself in is if there's a pole. If there's a ring and a pole, 
you know, a, a circle ring and a pole I'm putting myself in because I know that I can win that. And then Fessy says to Corey, I want the House to vote for Wes. That's what I want. I want Wes to be put in. Now, I got confused here because last week, Anissa and Fessy put Wes and Natalie in. So why would they have trouble saying Wes and Natalie's name again? Did Wes make work some magic here? It doesn't make logical sense to me that Fessy's like, I want the house to, to do that dirty work um, because he's already done it. Then CT goes over and talks to them. He's kind of like, oh, I'm just trying to gauge what's going on here. Wes shows up and then Wes just does something. It's it's so funny. It's so cringy. He's like, I want to know. I don't want to be blindsided. Like, am I going out? And then he starts, am I going in? And then he starts doing this, like, I want to work for you. Like, make me the janitor. He's groveling. He's like, I want to be the janitor. And also, if you need a CEO, I'm here. Yeah. And He's they, like, some people hire somebody to run their company. I could be your CEO. And then everybody's like, looks at each other. And then like, they're, they're like, wow, this, they're like, this guy try, can't try to get a job as a janitor in our alliance. And then immediately tried to run the alliance. <laughs> and then I think Corey was like, okay, we'll let you know if there's a, if a spot opens up. <laughs> and CT is like, I need to distance my, in an interview, he's like, I need to distance myself from Wes. He's a drowning I'll man. T- because, you know, CT was up in this circle first and clearly like going to work with these guys. Like he's talking to them. They seem to like like him and then Wes uh kind of sat- saddles up hey, next to guys, them. Hey guys, we're all talking. Uh... And and CT you could see like literally does the 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 Homer Simpson GF where he kind of just slinks back into like the, the bush, the bush yeah. where he he just takes a couple of steps back away from Wes. Don't want to be associated with you dude yes. at uh, all. And I think at this moment that's a smart smart deal. You don't want to think that they're uh he's working with Wes cuz then he becomes another target again. We have a commercial, we come back, Fessy's taking his shirt off in the bunk can i say something about this can i say something about this though that that the west coming up yeah okay you're right west first of all we have to remember that west told natalie when they first partnered up that he had aligned with pretty much every guy in the house yeah when when that moment on the beach when Corey had his first kill and he was about to put it in the station of natalie and west and west was like don't do it man don't fucking do it don't do it and he wasn't kidding with him uh, something tells me that um, th- Corey was one of the people that he talked to in the house and Fessy was one of the people that he talked to. And so we're not seeing it because he's not saying this on the show. But I think Wes is like, fuck, I had an alliance with all these guys and they've fucking flipped on me. And so now I don't know what to do here. And so there's just a little bit more desperation and like pissed offness in Wes's voice to where he's realizing where he is in the show and he can't believe it because he had a fucking pre-show alliance with everybody on this goddamn show naturally as he normally does. So, um, to, I just kind of feel like when he comes up to them, there does seem to be a familiar familiarity there, um, and a groveling a bit of like, I realized that you guys flipped the house on me and, but let's remember, like, I'm your friend and we talk all the time off this show and we talked before this and just let me back in here. So there did seem to be some, it was less than like a plea for come on, just let me in and more of like, remember we're laughing, like they're laughing together. Everybody seems to like each other standing around CT, Fessy, Corey West. They all seem to like each other. Well, 100% 
Wes and Corey worked together last season. We saw that. We saw them talking to each other about who they're going to vote for. We saw them going to each other with information. Wes and Corey had something last season. So it would just make sense that they would bring it into this season. And so when when this ended, this this little talk uh, outside, I felt better about Wes's standing than maybe even he did mm. at that time. Mm. I, I didn't think this was all for nothing, this kind of groveling point. And I was like, you know, I, I he's working. He's decided he's not he's done the smart move of cut his losses of pride. Cause it only took him one and a half challenges for him to realize, okay, me just saying trying to win and compete and uh, flip the house by my using my intellect um, and going straight forward at people is not working. I'm gonna switch it up right now. And I was proud of this man's gameplay by switching up his his mentality to go over to the people who he thinks might have some clout in this house, especially Fessy, talking basically directly to Fessy and saying like, okay, he's clearly running the house at this point. I need to grovel and say that I will do anything. Just let me in and I will I will see what happens rather than. What we've seen on previous challenges when this happens, when when the team is at the bottom, they just isolate themselves in their bunk bed and they work with whoever they want to work with and they go, I just got to go out and win. I just got to go out and win. That never fucking works. That never works. So I, I just think that it's small, but just the, the eating of the pride of one's own pride and this and then and then just going over there and groveling, it may seem stupid and weak, but I think this was a perfect move. At that moment, I think uh, that I agree with you. And I also think this episode in particular, we see Wes using humor and character in such a strategic way to move his pieces, his chess pieces forward on the board. And it really, you know, it's just was fun to watch. So this is the beginning of that. And we'll see later in this episode, Wes just straight up being funny and getting the house to laugh all together is clearly getting coins in your bank in terms of popularity. So like I said, there's a commercial. We come back, Wes, um, Fessy's taking his shirt off in the bunks. Gabby in an interview. You noted that. Gabby in an interview says Fessy is super hot. I noted it because it's another segment where a guy's taking his shirt off and people are being like, wow, he's really hot. But it was just Gabby. So I predict they're going to hook up. That's my prediction here. Well, she actually says something in this interview that tells me that maybe this we didn't see something yet or this was an interview from later that they slapped over here because Gabby, who we don't see anything of. Gabby's Leo's partner, right? Yeah, we see some of her. A little bit. She was struggling in the water earlier on the challenge, but um, they popped in talking about how uh, fit, you know, you know, uh, Fessy is, um, and then he's like, she's like, I just don't know if I'm, whether or not I'm going to connect with him on another level yet, which tells me that they've been talking in the house Mm -hmm. and there is something going on there. There's a flirtation. Yeah, that we haven't seen on camera. That's true. Now, here's the thing with Gabby. We're not seeing much of her, but what we are seeing is like a female British alliance forming, which I'm happy to see. You know, we have this big brother alliance in the house. We have the old school challenger alliance that's in the house. We have... Um, the Survivor Alliance, Natalie and Jay, even though we're not seeing much of it this episode. So we- this alliance is Gabby, Amber M, and Big T, right? It's, um, no, it's Liv, Big T, and Gabby. Okay, Liv and, and Amber M, I get confused. And I don't think it's Amber M. 
I don't think it's Amber Amber. It is because it's, uh, we have a friend and old roommate named Amber Nelson. Yeah. And so Amber M must be from Big, she's from the other one. She's so that from makes Big me, Brother. So Darrell's partner is Amber, but it's not Amber M. No, it's, the other one is Amber M from, because oh. it goes Amber M and Nelson. And so when I look down there, I go, Amber M and Nelson. Oh, Amber Nelson. That's our, our that's friend. Our old roommate. That's our old roommate and good friend. Amber from Big Brother. Um, right. Is part of this, but she's not a, you know, she's not British. Um, but this, there is a British female alliance happening with Liv, uh, Big T and Gabby. And then it does seem that they've taken Amber from Big Brother into their, um, their little group. We, at least we see them chatting later. Okay. So Let's go to the club. Why don't we? We're in the club. We're partying. We're in our little um, alcoholic igloo. We love it. Uh, Nani is talking to Fessy. And she's saying, like, I want a strong partner. I want someone who's going to push me. You know, I'm not really feeling that with Kyle. My question to you is, how do you feel if I pick you? Hmm, interesting. Fessy in an interview says, I'm going to tell everyone who wants me that they can have me. Yeah, it's a smart move. Don't say no to anybody right now. Truly. Um, then we see Wes, Lolo, and Jay talking about Nam. Uh, Lolo's like, uh, you know, clearly Lolo has a crush. And she's like, I'm a lady. Like, he can come pursue me. And then, you know, in an interview, she's like, I like him, but I can't read him at all. And and Wes and Jay are kind of like, nah, you need to go make your move. Like, this guy's not doing Yeah, not they were like, he it. is never going to pursue you. Yeah. So don't. Don't and why try. is that? Can you bring me into the I think mind just, of a man? I, no, I think it's just based on the fact that they can tell that he's not that type of guy. Mm, okay. Back at the house, everyone once again is talking about how hot Nam is. Um, he's taking his shirt off. Lolo is in an... Everyone's watching him get undressed. <laughs> Lolo in an interview is like, oh my God, he's so hot. Where's my Bible? Um, then she goes up and there's like this... It seems to be that the, the rest of the challengers are kind of like egging her on to go kiss him. And he goes up... She goes up to kiss him and... And it looks like she just kisses him on the cheek. I don't see any lips on no, lips. No, it looks like a cheek kiss. And then he says in an interview, Nam says in an interview, it's an honor to get kissed by Lolo. Um, then we see, that, so that there's that scene, once again, building up that there's something between them. That cuts to Nicole talking to Natalie. And I'm, at this point, very frustrated that MTV is not using... Um, you know, uh, titles, closed captions, because sometimes they'll do that with Nicole. And I'm taking notes and also trying to like listen and look up. And I'm like, Nick, what is she saying? I don't understand what she's saying. MTV's not giving it to me. What's going on? We see Devin kind of watching. He's like looking at them. And then we have Devin talking to Kyle and he says, I cannot understand my partner. Right. So that's the bit that the bit is you can't understand her. And I kind of understand I understand. Once I realized that was the bit, I was like listening hard to like the other examples they were showing. And I, I got 75% of what Nicole was saying. They but, definitely yeah. like then cut it with her just kind of saying gibberish yeah, after yeah. he says that. Yeah. And then he says, um, I thought this was really funny. Devin says, my partner is an incredibly fit infant. Yeah. I thought so. that was a funny line. Yeah. Um, so Devin's talking to Kyle and he's like, we got to watch out for Nam and Lolo. Like we need to start scheming. And Kyle's like... Kyle agrees with him, which is nice to finally be like, okay, they're on someone's radar. Right. Because they also don't seem to be in, in any sort of alliance with anyone, as far as I can tell. And then Kyle says, we need to get the house to put in Big T and Joseph. Kyle doesn't really explain why he says this, but he's just kind of like, Big T and Joseph need to go in. Um, then we have a commercial. When we come back to it, we see Joseph kind of in like the... Um, 
social, a social area, kind of like a kitchen. Big T is talking to Joseph and she's like, hey, listen, like Wes told me something and I wanted to talk to you about it because you're my partner. And Joseph in an interview is like, I don't know how much of my back she has. And then they have the most cringy conversation that makes me, Ashley Brooke Roberts, turn on Joseph. Big T is basically saying like, I just want to talk to you about this because like, you know, you're my partner. We need to work together. And like, you know, I have some loyalty to Wes and Big T's like, aha. I mean, Joseph's like, aha, you have loyalty. That's what I'm talking about. You have loyalty to Wes. The idea that she's not going to have loyalty to players she's played with before is cuckoo bananas. Like that is him not realizing how this game works and also not appreciating that he has an advantage in this game by being partnered with someone who's been here before. You know what I mean? I found this entire conversation so frustrating to watch and live part of the British Alliance, who I'm liking. I'm liking Liv, by the way. She says in an interview, you know, she's trying so hard, talking about Big T, she's trying so hard to make a connection, have a a conversation with her partner. He is not trying at all. And then Joseph says to Big T something I hate when men say. Men don't say this to me anymore because I'm with my betrothed and I also just don't ever talk to anyone new (laughs) but he says to big t you remind me a lot of my ex-girlfriend yeah and like through like a shit-eating grin such a classic douchebag guy thing to say and i never say douchebag okay so that's how i'm feeling when i'm watching this um then we see big t live amber from big brother and gabby talking and um big t's like he's calling me mentally weak um and i just I want. I don't really want him to be a partner in, the, in an interview. It, I don't want him to be my partner anymore, is what I'm tra- trying to say. And then in an interview, she says, I'm plotting on him because this is double O big T. And I'm gonna, double O big T. So I'm last week we got move. double O Nelly T. We didn't get double O Nelly T. We got double Nelly T. Double Nelly T. And then, so did she say double O big T? Yes. Okay. At least she threw the O on there. Or wait, did we get, yeah, we got, why is Nelly calling himself Nelly T? Is his last name T? Must be. Yeah. Yeah. So he said double Nelly T instead of double O Nelly T, which didn't work for me. I guess big, uh, (laughs) double O big T works better. I don't know, but it's, it's, it's cute. Again, can someone just say, call me T? Big T, you know? Can we just do the James Bond thing for me? That would hit harder. That takes us to deliberation. So once again, there, you know, there's this like crescent moon type couch everyone's sitting on. And then there is a row of challengers standing behind the couch as if this is a school picture and everyone's talking. This is the time we talk about what the house is going to do. This is where we we have that final conversation and everybody gets their ducks in, the, in order, which by the way, I think everyone knows what they're going to do before they go into this deliberation. Um, Someone says, does anyone want to volunteer themselves? And that's when Joseph says, yeah, I'd love to put my feet in the ring against Wes. Maybe I have the opportunity to um, send him back home to tend to his money. Ooh, throwing the fact that. Wes is successful in his face because that does seem to be a theme here is the fact that the rich people the people who have won before should go home yeah and the people who need it more should stay and haven't won and uh seems to be that that being up the way it's being portrayed to us is uh something that cam brought into the house um and i agree 
I agree. I don't. I don't. I would agree. love to see Cam and Leroy get half a million dollars and start their lives together. I would too. I would love to see somebody who hasn't won one, but I don't think that people should just be eliminated based on the fact that they've won before. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's fine. Maybe I just don't want to see that in the storyline. Mm, to me, mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, cheapens. it makes sense. Yeah, of course. It But it cheapens the game a bit for me. Yeah, I hear um, you. To, to be like, oh, that's the choice. It's not because like you're, you know, you're not going to. It's not about clout. Yeah, it's not about alliances and clout. It's more about like, uh, it's too real. You know what I mean? I it's like you. too real for me. Yeah, I don't want to be reminded that some challengers might be struggling yes, outside of the It's house. like, oh, it's just too much for me. Let, take that out of the game. In an interview, Wes says, um, he just wants to ride my coattails. He's just calling me out because I'm a big target and he's trying to make a name for himself. And it's, I don't even want to engage with it. Then in, a, in an interview. So he's basically joshing this guy. Yeah. He's putting him in the josh. He's like, this guy's just using my name to get some clout. Wes says kind of like, um, you know, first off, thank you so much for pointing out the fact that I am very rich. That is true. So thank you for doing that. And then we get an interview from Darrell. Well, saying, he says, no, this is the joke. So this is the thing you referenced before. He got everybody laughing. Yes, so yes. he's like, I just want to um, talk about some of the things that you said that I do agree with. Yes, I am very rich. And everybody laughs. The house loses it. Yeah. Um, and then he starts kind of like, Wait, go, hold ahead, on. go ahead. Darrell just says in an interview, this is just fun. We don't get many Durrell interviews so I want to treasure each one <laughs> yeah. he says Wes ain't that rich people who are really rich don't talk about it yeah wait but what did he, but he said ballers which is very like <laughs> like MTV 2002 which which makes me laugh because that's where he's from but he's like ballers don't talk about how much they ball with like something like that <laughs> like, <laughs> like and I just I enjoyed that as an interview yeah we don't get much from Durrell a man of uh, little words in this house so far but very excited to see when he blooms on this show but yeah so he's Wes is in this and he goes you know he gets the laugh from the house then he starts just really coming at joseph mm-hmm. like super directly talking logic but also explaining to the house what they should be doing at the same time and if you see the the wide shots you know the people who are really directly against Wes, who have come out uh on the interviews and we know as as opponents to Wes are kind of like, all right, he's talking, but the rest of like the people who know Wes who have been on this show before are like holding it back how much they want to like laugh at the fact that like Wes is putting Joseph sort of in his place a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me that did not bode well for Joseph because I think if this was somebody else, maybe this, if this was Leo Somebody who they were kind of maybe a little iffy about going into a challenge, uh, going into an elimination with. I don't know if everybody would be laughing about this, but I don't think anybody has respect for the the physicality that Joseph may or may not bring to the crater. So the fact that uh, Wes is like intellectually flipping it on him while also kind of, um, you know, waving his challenge prowess and his challenge uh, uh, legendary status in his face I think it's kind of like one of those things where like, ooh, you shook the cage of a person who's going to do everything they can to get you eliminated. And it's kind of fun in like a in like a in like a cafeteria way where like, ooh, you did the wrong thing, Joseph. And everybody's kind of laughing, but they're nervous. Mm -hmm. And so once I started to see this, I was like, wow, I was like, is this going to work out in Wes's favor? He's working hard here. Now, something he says, do you have do you have what he actually says here? 
I I don't, but I do have I do make a, a note that Wes, you're 100% right, but then he starts sort of over-explaining. And then him and Joseph kind of get into a back and forth, and Joseph's talking about strategy, and then Joseph turns to, well, I don't want the house to vote me in. I want the house to vote you in, and then I want Fessy to vote me in. So I disagree with the over-explaining. You do? Okay. I think maybe at the time I did, when when it was happening, I think I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Wes literally says, I understand, it's challenge protocol here's what we do you're going to continue to vote me in just like i said before you're going to continue to vote me in because why get any other blood on your hands it's only smart to do this but here's what i'm saying folks and then he starts to systematically break down how you throw in rookies in and uh and why would you want why would everybody else want to get the blood my blood and natalie's blood on their hands when they could just throw you in and it's not going to be a problem you haven't aligned with anybody so it's very easy for us to just put you in and I just want to let everybody know that that is what we're dealing with let Fessy and Anissa throw me in it's going to happen anyway let them continue to get the same blood on their hands instead of passing it off on somebody else why allow them to get the easy layup when all of these people can just get the easy vote and then let Anissa and Fessy throw us in again it's no problem from them anyway they did it last week just like you mentioned before Ashley so um so to me, yes, it was over-explaining, but you got to remember, there are a lot of people who are rookies to this game and are maybe first-timers on this game. And maybe this wasn't 100% explained to them, or maybe they haven't watched the past 15 seasons of the challenge. And Wes gave everybody a primer on how to do this type of vote in this episode. It's only episode two. It's only the second vote. So this is how this normally goes. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that you said when going into this, and we're going to talk about it in a second, who actually gives the house vote. I know you said, well, it's like, I think everybody made up their mind beforehand. Yes, I, th- I think a lot of them did, but I don't think all of them did. I think that Wes actively controlled some of the vote here mm. with the over-explaining. Mm. Well, he also gets some support from Leroy because he's like, I know some of my friends aren't going to vote me in. And then Leroy's like, who are your friends? And, and, and Wes is like, well, you for one. And Leroy's like, cool, I just want to make sure you said it. Yeah. You know? And I and, was like, okay. So he's got some social support. And not only that, but Leroy's somebody that people like and people want to maybe play with mm-hmm. um, and like in the house. And seeing him verbally... Uh, out loud in front of everybody show that he's a uh, you know got a friendship alliance with the person who's supposedly on the bottom that couldn't have i mean that couldn't have hurt his standing right because he um, says who are your people because and maybe Wes some says, of these people being like well i don't want to go against the whole house but then a couple of people are like well if leroy is saying that he's going to vote in him i initially wanted to vote in joseph and big t anyway it's easier for me so why don't i just go and do that it, there's a lot going on here and i really do think that this was a constructive well-played uh uh, speech and move that Wes made. I agree. And then, so Joseph is kind of backtracking. Him and Wes go back and forth. They have words. Wes does say, Joseph tries to interrupt him, and Wes says, let the multi-champion speak. Yeah. Or, like, the multi-champion is speaking. Yeah, that's when everybody was like, oh, and started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was another little moment. But so they're going back and forth and I, I find this interesting. And then we get an interview from Natalie being like, he did what he wasn't supposed to do. He called himself out. He brought attention to himself. And then all of a sudden, after Wes and Joseph do this, go back and forth, Natalie, like Joseph's like, nah, I think you, you know, there's a feeling like the house might vote for Wes. And then Natalie pipes in. Yeah, well, I just want to say what's happening here is they've, he has put Joseph, and I know you mentioned it before, he's put Joseph in the position of like, 
why not have these people vote you in, Joseph? Like, what does it matter to you? You're going to go in anyway. You want to get in there. Believe me, Anissa and Fessy are going to vote me in. I mean, they did it last week. That's what everybody wants. It's going to happen. So get your ass in there right now. Joseph had no reasoning why they shouldn't do that. There was nothing. And then that's when we get the interview from Natalie and then we pipe up with Natalie. And do you have what she said here? I don't. So Natalie basically says like, she's like, Joseph, I don't understand why you want us to get thrown in. It's, it's ridiculous. If like, it's she goes like basically put up or shut up have them vote for you now and or, or shut the fuck up she uses like yeah she gets heated and everybody's like whoa yeah. like it's She's shocking like, why are you chiming in if you're not gonna actually do it yes basically. i mean i mean they're vi- i mean uh natalie is vibrating right now it's with, incredible with like energy i mean it was it was a uh, it's, it's exactly why you stage something like this to mm-hmm. have them talk about their votes because yes maybe it feels a little um you know uh like it's kind of sterile and weird and 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 set up but or staged but eventually once you get people talking something's going to happen and it and it does and it, it does. And, and it did uh, it paid dividends this week let's talk about the voting i'm not going to say who everyone voted for but i am going to make a couple of notes here um one the thing to note here is that cam and leroy did not vote the same uh cam is someone who voted for west and leroy is someone who voted for big t and joseph to go in and i just like that they're playing separate games playing separate games and uh, obviously they've talked about this before i mean leroy publicly said yeah you know in this in this little group meeting so and i respect that um then we they kind of make a big deal out of the fact that kyle is gonna vote for big t and joseph to go in because big t has asked kyle to do so big t has gone to kyle and said please put joseph in i don't want him to be my partner and um it's interesting because kyle's also saying but like i'm gonna lie to everyone because i want fessy to think i'm doing what he asked i want that alliance to think i'm working with them so you know it's been talked about a little bit how Kyle's kind of snaky this episode about how he might he's not necessarily trustworthy. So they're making a big deal out of this vote um, on Kyle's part. And then after the voting, we see Kyle and Tori go into the bunks where Anissa and and Fessy are sitting and Tori and Kyle are talking about their vote. And then Tori's like, who'd you vote for? Who'd you vote for? And Kyle's like, did you vote for Wes? And she's like, I did. And Kyle's like, I did, too. So we see Kyle lie. He lied, and he lied in front of Fessy and, and Anissa, and Fessy and Anissa noted that. And then what Kyle doesn't know, to remind you folks, is that Fessy and Anissa are going to see exactly who voted for who. And that's exactly what happens next. They go into the chamber. They learn that Big T and Joseph have gotten the popular vote in the house. They will be going into the crater. And then they see who voted for Big T and Joseph. And Fessy is like, I'm kind of insulted. Like, I'm I'm worried about controlling the course of this game and like seeing that people told me they voted for certain people, but they didn't. They just can't be- they can't believe that they didn't vote Wes and any and uh and uh Natalie in. Yeah. They they just can't believe it. And um it throws their entire game off. And now all of a sudden you see Fessy talking to Anissa and going, Listen, like they want us to continue to get blood on our hands and when like not gonna happen i can't i'm not i'm not doing this again he's like I, I, honestly i'm just gonna vote in kyle and and nani he doesn't say that what does he say he doesn't say any of that he, he doesn't say he, any of that yet he says it in this room absolutely 100 percent. 
I knew he it was going to happen. He say I'm going to vote in Kyle and Nani. Yes, he does. Does he? 110%. Because I was surprised. It was it not a surprise to me at all. Because okay. I was like, is he actually going to vote in Kyle and Nani? No, he does say that. Oh, he says I'd prefer to vote in someone like Kyle and Nani. Yeah, he mentions their name. He and mentions now, their And name. now I'm realizing that Kyle and Nani were profiled so much on this episode while I'm watching this. And there's so many interviews with Kyle and that whole thing with Kyle and, uh, and CT in the beginning laughing about trading up for Nani. Yeah. And so now I'm going, oh my God, what's going to happen here? Are they really not going to follow through? I mean, they'll say anything, they'll, they'll cut anything together to make us feel like a misdirection when it comes to who, um, you know, Anissa and uh, Fessy, Fessy actually eventually vote. So I wasn't 100% sure when he mentioned this here, but he said it to Anissa and Anissa did not disagree. I find this to be an editing fail. Because I need to know as a viewer why they wouldn't vote for Wes and Natalie again. They voted for them last week. To me, it only makes sense. Hey, I already pissed them off. I already got their blood on my hands. I'll just do it again and not alienate another group. I, I think I, I don't think understand. To me, without them telling me, what I think is um, they did it because they thought the both of them were going to go home. Um, the both of them did not go home. Um, and, uh, to, I think that now that they know more of the rules and everything, and that it's really a single person's game, even though you're partnered up with somebody that I think Fessy's like, okay, I'm not too sure it's going to be, it's going to be a little harder for me to eliminate, uh, Wes like I want to. So it's still early in the game. If I leave him alone now, by the end of the game, when people want to start throwing me in, he probably will have made a whole bunch of other enemies and we can just let, you know, sleeping dogs lie a mm. little bit. So the idea that you're continuing to knock on this door of Natalie and Wes just solidifies that, uh, you know, you're going to be um, targeted by them at some point. Um, and I think he probably didn't want to have to do that because if you remember episode one, he did not say that. Uh, at the crater, Anissa did. You know, the house went big, so we're gonna go big too. Um, mm, that mm -hmm. and then named Wes and and Fessy's Natalie. like I support my partner. Yes, yep. So he's trying to. He knows now that it really is is not mm. a. It's not a, a duos game. Okay, well, I would have loved a quick interview just telling sure. me that's what's going on. Because as a viewer, I'm like, what the hell? I yeah. don't understand this. I mean, strategically. I'm piecing. I'm coming. I don't know that this is the case but but you know rest assured they did say nani and kyle in here and so now i'm like wow and 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 you know you can only think the reason and he was like and what we'll do is i'll just cut a deal with wes and i'll go to wes and i'll say hey wes we're not going to throw you in this week you can't throw us in he said all of that to anisa anisa's like okay so then they at, that was the end of their little uh their little talk in that room um but they did take note of who else didn't vote for who i mean they're really dejected here they're pissed um, yeah they feel betrayed then everyone heads to the crater it's elimination time elimination time tj says big t and joseph you've been compromised come on down joseph in an interview was like this is what the crowd wants this has been so hyped up this is like you know this is what did he call it like a what's a fight night type thing he calls it like a premiere match or something um and then tj looks at fessy and he's like do you want to come down and fessy says this looks janky as hell you didn't tell us what we're doing beforehand i'm good right and mm. then of course Wes. i mean uh, um 
uh, J, uh, TJ, there's too many fucking guys' names. Uh, <laughs> TJ is uh, is like, are you sure? Let me remind you, there's only ten gold skulls. Well, now there's only nine. And so you're available. going to you're going to uh, pass up another chance here. And then uh, Fessy's like, I'm saying that, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and by the way, when I see when they do the pan over to what what's going on in the ring here in the crater. All I'm seeing is a circle and sand, and it's I'm exactly like, I'm like, what, what are they gonna do? For. It's just like, what is? It's like, what, what, what else is? Are they gonna show you to let you know? I mean, if there's no jungle gym, or or bucket of cold water that you have to stand, like you, you would see what's there if they had anything for you to do. But all there is is a couple of poles in sand, and so um, and a ring, and it's like that. That just seemed wrong to me. So Joseph yells out to Fessy, you know who I want, baby? Yeah. You know, Joseph is hyped. He's really hyped. Um, in a commercial, oh, no, not in a commercial. We have a commercial. We come back. Um, they're in this deliberation. Fessy says, uh, Wes, you owe me one. Tonight my, vi- my vote goes to Kyle and Nani. Corey, in an interview, says Fessy's only thinking about himself. He had, like, all of us vote for Wes and Natalie, and now he won't pull the trigger. He's only thinking about himself. Anissa says, my vote is also for Kyle and Nani. Kyle says, no heads up or nothing. Kyle's pissed. He's pissed. Nani's like, we don't need a heads up. I love cool and collected Nani. Um, Natalie looks thrilled that her and Wes are not going in. This is a clear partnership. I'm loving Wes and Natalie. Um, TJ. By the way, let's just say it now. Wes worked it. This is Wes worked it. I want to mention this now. And then we'll go, we'll finish this out. Wes should be going down there right now. Wes worked so hard to get himself out of this position and it paid off. To those of you who are going on a competition strategy style reality show, when you are put up on the block or your heads are on the chopping block or you are nominated to go into a thing, but there's still a shot for you to be saved and not see that crater, not see that ring, not see that elimination, the people who sit around and go, well, we'll just have to see where the chips fall where they may, or we'll have to see, well, I'll just have to, I have to go in and win. There's nothing else I can do. I got to go in and win. And they sit in their bunk beds and, and, and sulk and isolate themselves and then just feel down and then they lose and they go home. They do. You need to start working as soon as you realize everybody's cards. As soon as you realize that you are the one that everybody's going to mention, you must work. Get your ass out there and politic, as they say in this challenge. Politic your stupid ass off and grovel and make deals and do whatever you can. Because if not, you are going to go home. And I think, Wes, this is a perfect episode of a television show to show an incoming challenger how they need to work if they feel like their heads are on the chopping block. And it worked. He came in, started, if he didn't have that stupid conversation where he has to be a janitor to Fessy, Fessy would have never known that he the door was open to cut a deal with Wes and keep him alive so that Wes can scratch his back and then he will scratch Wes's and then not throw him in at the end. Kyle, what did he do? Nothing. He lied and he got caught. Okay, and so it's an easy, okay, throw them in, easy. He lied to us, he got caught. We'll save Wes. Wes claimed to have us, our backs, and I guess we'll go with that for this week. It's, it, I mean, it worked out. If he And then not to mention game move number two, which was that 
whole move that he did when he was making the speech to Joseph when they were deliberating who the House vote was going to be. I mean, both of those things, in combination with everything they didn't show on the show, uh, saved their asses this week. And this is why Wes is king. TJ tells us this elimination is called Ring of Spies. You have a uh, to hold on to a ring. So the two of you will hold on to this ring, try and wrestle it away, and then you want to put the ring on, uh, on your pole or on your opponent's pole, someone's pole. And whoever does that twice wins. AKA the perfect thing for Fessy to get his gold skull. AKA exactly what Fessy asked for. Instead of a, a pole, it's a ring they're wrestling And he would have went in with one of the more undersized and greenest, least athletic people in the entire house. It would have been a layup for him and he would have gone home with the skull. Now, here's something I do need to note. Um, while TJ is explaining the rules of this... Kyle looks fucking pissed and Joseph is doing this like smiling, acting like a a maniac sort of cornball thing. Didn't like it. He's very corny and cringy. Sorry, Joseph. And then he licks some mustard. Yeah, then he pulls out a little jar of mustard and goes, when I used to uh, uh, do uh, compete when I was a kid, I used to, oh, oh, riding motocross? Yeah, uh, I used to get cramps. I used to get cramps, and then I found out that mustard stops cramps, so I always lick a little bit of mustard before I compete. And then he pulls a jar out and licks it, and the entire cast watches him and is d- in disgust. Yeah, Lolo's like, wow, I didn't know that was something people did. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Um, this game starts, or this elimination starts. It is tough. It is a dogfight. These two guys are going at it. Also, we should say that uh, TJ says, oh, by the way, it's a men's elimination week, so the women don't have to compete. Yeah. And uh, they seemed iffy about it, the girls. They didn't, yeah. they, they weren't sure. Maybe the rules would have changed again, but it's exactly as they thought. And guess who is uh, is is cheering for Kyle to win? Well, Nani and also- Big T. Big T. I mean, and she's yeah. not holding it back at all. She's like shaking with excitement. And you're right. People didn't seem to know exactly what this was going to look like. And I do feel like Nani, when they got called out and and Kyle saying, we don't get a heads up and Nani saying, we don't need a heads up. It just makes me love Nani. Yeah. Nani's lovable. I I really like Nani. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of hate on her, but I'm a big fan. So there's this, um, they're in the ring, they're going back and forth. And Joseph in an interview says, everyone is screaming, break his arm, kill him. What have I gotten myself (laughs) into? Um, and then Kyle does something that's so incredible. He puts the ring on the pole while Joseph is still holding on. Yeah, he to basically the ring. rings Joseph around a pole, mm-hmm. and and he gets the first he gets the first point. Mm-hmm. Then we have a commercial. When we come back, we see them struggling again, and then they both kind of like fall dangerously close to what is a fire pit that's just blazing. I was like, what the. F- MTV, please. I don't want to see these people get seriously hurt. I beg you. And then we see Kyle do the exact same thing. Put the ring on the pole with Joseph hanging on for dear life. Gets two points and the win. And Darrell says in an interview, like, Kyle's the real deal. Like, people don't, you know, they underestimate him. And he's really a competitor. And he said that he's going to keep an eye on him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, you know, he's, uh, Kyle's hyped up. He's so excited. No one's more excited than Big T. Jumping up for joy. Losing it. Kyle starts puking. Kyle starts Poor puking. Guy. And then everybody's like, he's puking up blood. And then everybody's like, oh, no, wait, he's hungover. That's, That's his dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he's just <laughs> clearly got a hangover. He pukes his guts up. And um, then he gets up and goes, all right, let's get some beers. And everybody laughs because Kyle's funny. Yeah, CT in an interview kind of, you know, says the same thing that Darrell says. He's like, they don't give Kyle enough credit. Like, he goes down there. He puts everything in him. I, I mean, what he also says, he does anything he can to stay here. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he is a slime ball, And I do like watching Kyle. I really do. I think I shit on Kyle last week, possibly, or maybe in the beginning of this episode. But, um, or maybe it was just while we were watching. Um, but he, I like Kyle a lot. He brings yeah. a lot to this show, a lot of personality. And I do like the scumbag way he plays. I really do. I, I agree. I, and I think I he's funny. He's a character. He's a character. Um, so Kyle says, like, I used all my energy to prove a point, you know, after the game and his little post game interview, TJ says to Joseph, Hey man, take care. And then they're all kind of standing there after this elimination. And TJ is like asking Fessy, you know, like, what do you think about this? Kyle's coming back into the house and Fessy's like, I do wish I would have come down. And then Kyle interrupts him and says, shut up. You always say that it was clearly physical and you didn't come down here. He called him a pussy. You wow. didn't write that down, but he called him a pussy. That's Kyle's move. He calls people pussies. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I like that he called out Fessy. I do, too. I mean, there's no real way that Fessy can can pull Kyle, you know. So then now is the big choice, which is I completely forgot about this when we were watching the elimination game because it was just so exciting. But The elimination was thrilling enough to forget that at the end, TJ is going to say, Kyle, you have a choice to make. Yes, and, and Kyle okay, says, so Kyle, what did you think Kyle was going to do here? Because he gets to now either stick with his partner of Nani or he can take Big T or, or he can infiltrate any of the other double agents. Except for the. Except for the. For the well, uh, no, he can infiltrate any of the other agents, agents except, except for, for the, the double, double agent. agent whatever. Okay. <laughs> which which is the winners. You can't, you, you know, the people with the immunity, Anissa and Fessy, he can't pick them. But everybody else is on the table, any of the other females. So. What did you think he was going to do here? I 100% would have bet money that he was going to stay with Nani. I would have put money on that as well. And then if you would have asked me next, I would have said Lolo. Because I believe he mentioned when when him uh, and Devin, him and Devin were yeah. talking, he was like, they were talking about Nam and Lolo. Because this was something that you didn't mention there. Devin was like, we have to eliminate Nam and Lolo. This is, by the way, referencing a conversation from the middle of this episode where Devin and Kyle are on the couch scheming together. Right after the Nicole is a right. incredibly fit infant. So Devin goes, not only are they the most fit people in this show, but now they have a romantic connection. Yeah, they have a showmance. We, we got to break them up. We have to break them up. And uh, Kyle's like, well, it's going to it's going to be pretty tough on Nam when I when I choose to when I choose Lolo to mm. be my partner. Mm -hmm. So I was like, they put that in. there. I'm like, he, he might choose Lolo. This is going to be wild. Kyle says, uh, TJ's like, what are you going to do, Kyle? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, Nani, but I'm going to infiltrate and take Cam. Whoa. Wow. He took Cam. And Cam is like, what? But also seems very flattered. Cam's smiling. Yes. Josh, Josh is about to cry. <laughs> Josh is losing it. He looks at Anissa and Fessy and he's like, you guys just fucked up my whole game. <laughs> yeah. He's pissed. Yes. TJ to Josh says, you get to choose whatever partner you want. Wait, that's not right. I don't know what that note is. TJ to Josh, you get to choose whatever partner you want. He doesn't know. He goes, uh, how do you feel about your new oh. partner? And then Josh goes, honestly, even though I'm, I fucking love that I get to be with my girl, Nani. No, TJ says you get to pick between Big T and Nani. Oh, and okay. that's when Josh says, of course I pick Nani. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm so happy to be with my girl, Nani. But honestly, <laughs> you know, like, he's like super pissed. And honestly, 
honestly, he should be because I would say Cam's a better competitor than Nani. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think I think I think Josh felt very good about his status in this house. Yeah. So now the the teams go ahead. Well, they just get down there and then you know they're talking. Josh is standing next to Nani. Kyle is standing next to Cam. Cam is beaming ear to ear. She's flattered. Josh. Um. Josh to Kyle says, "You're a piece of shit." Can you do it in the Josh voice? <laughs> No. Okay. Then Kyle laughs maniacally. Yeah, he laughs so good. It's such a good laugh. And then C and then TJ's like, CT, your partner is Big T. And CT in an interview is like, great, I'm going to turn her into a warrior. Like, she clearly will put whatever she wants out there. Big T is thrilled that CT seems to be excited about yeah. being partnered with her. And then we get an interview from Casey that just kind of is, d- tells us nothing. Forgot it's, she was on this show. The only thing this interview does is remind us that Casey's on the show. Yeah. Now, now, I'll say this, uh, you know, you get an interview from Nani and Nani's like, honestly, they, this couldn't have gone better than me. I get to be with my, my literally my best friend. I'm like, this was such a good day for me. I mean, so now you got Kyle and Cam together. First of all, that move itself, so smart. You could have went and picked up a, a more, uh, you could have picked Lolo. You could have you know, picked could, Lolo. But here's the thing. You don't just need somebody that's going to compete in challenges. That tells me that he and Devin or he and Devin and Wes or whoever is really working on the opposite side of the house together knows that Cam is the ringleader for all of this. Cam's running shit. It 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 disrupts Cam's game. It puts Cam and Kyle together, which makes Kyle impenetrable. They're not going to vote Cam in. She's like the head. Uh, she's she's one of the figureheads of the big house alliance. It also disrupted, and I don't even know if you realized how much, but immediately Josh turns on the big brother alliance and looks over at Fessy and said, you guys fucked up my game. Yeah. So now the biggest like um, outside alliance, which to me is big brother, is now compromised yeah. because Josh is pissed off at Fessy. The Young Bucks Alliance is pissed off at Fessy because Fessy and Anissa did not throw Wes yep. and Natalie in. It really, this whole episode, and it's all because of Wes, shook shook the entire uh, game. This could have very well have been big block voting alliance whittling off the people and then eventually having to compete for the skulls themselves in like four or five weeks an incredible episode i loved it highly entertaining so much packed into those 90 minutes folks Um, that has been our show thank you for listening make sure you give us five stars on apple Podcasts. sign up for our patreon patreon.com forward slash reality blows and as always uh may tj uh uh, keep getting up in fessy's ass (laughs) Bye. Bye.